Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. If there's one common thread, it might be that men perceive church as too feminine. We have to be aggressive in the world when it's appropriate. We are warriors. One, two, three. Warriors! You are a real man when you commit to study God's word, and you commit to being conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the biblical perspective on being a man. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Oh, boy. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Spanning the globe. I'm not J.D. Sumner. Spanning the globe to bring you a stack of stories that I have sitting on my radio desk that I can't quite fit into any theme. So we play some music, call it Wretched's Wide World of News Stories, slap a Bible verse on it, and call it Christian Radio, or Christian Church if you prefer, this is Wretched Radio. There are seminars, at least there used to be, Jimmy, I remember this going back 20 years ago, whatever you do. Don't talk about Jesus during the breaks. Whatever you do, stay away from the Bible during the breaks. Um, This is Christian radio? Yeah. We just let the music do the talking. Yeah. All righty then. I wasn't doing Christian radio, but I faced the same thing. Happened to be of the opinion Jesus is more interesting than anything. And if you can't present him in that way, then you probably shouldn't be presenting. That's all I'm saying. Let's get to it. Let's go to Hungary, shall we? Got to tell you, this country, I'd like to visit it someday. I, they're just, it's beautiful. The topography is amazing. The cities are glorious. And so they have a new prime minister. I thought this was worthy of our attention. It's a she, Catalin Novak. The former ministry, former minister of family affairs was just elected by a two-thirds majority in the Hungarian parliament. Pro-family policies have painted her as far right by both Western media and left-wing Hungarian media. So I I like her already. (laughs) I thought she was kind of interesting, though, in how she goes about the business of talking about the issues of the day. I got to tell you, I don't want coarse. I don't want gutter. I don't want nasty. But I do like plain spoken. And this woman does appear to have that. It seems to me we would do well in some regards to follow her lead in identifying and labeling some of the issues that we're dealing with today. The 2011 Hungarian Constitution protects the institution of marriage as the union of a man and a woman. Gasp. Supports family systems and caring for the elderly elderly, and recognizes life from conception. Gotta like that. She's introduced pro-family concepts into the national curriculum in schools. Noting that even the wording of a math problem may encourage pro-family attitudes or mindsets. She's right. That's why liberals love to control education. Because you can control the narrative with the kids and you can bury it in all kinds of places. With reporters, she laughed off the idea that someone who wishes to save the planet must abstain from having children, calling such a sentiment crazy. 
and noting that such ideas were not common in Hungary. I'm liking Hungary more and more, aren't you? Quote, we just say that it's stupid. <laughs> I have to tell you, there's I think that there's a way to do that without, you know, now you're just you're just stupid. You said we had to be plain spoken. Just be, but plain, but it's like, okay, um, this whole, um, every single white person is a racist oppressor. That's just dumb. Every, every, every single, actually you pick the, the, the aisle these days, but I'll just lift a line from Bill Maher. Republicans are trying to destroy the union. Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> it's like, do you really want to engage some of these issues? We think that it's really good that four-year-olds can change their gender. Well, that's boneheaded. Can can we can we just start calling some of these ideas that are so unsustainable in society what they are? Well, apparently only if you move to Hungary. <laughs> It's a challenge for us, of course, because as Christians, we do not want to be nasty. But some of the ideologies that are taking root today, that you can just, a boy can become a girl, that's that's ridiculous. Okay, how's about that word? Not stupid or crazy. Ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. There, I think we found our word. She said, quote, that is an advantage of our politics. We speak frankly. We are outspoken. We use simple language that everyone understands. Indeed, quote, if you don't have children, for whom do you preserve the planet? Great question. So these population control people want to save the planet. For whom? There won't be anybody here to enjoy it. You want to preserve it because you want to give it to your children and grandchildren. You cannot argue with something like that in Hungary. Well, madam, come to America. We can argue about such things because we have mechanisms these days for making what is right wrong, what is wrong right, what is up a Chevrolet, and what is down a Ford pickup truck. Let's go to ugh, that story. Let's try the, ugh, that story. Well, they're both disgusting stories. Iowa becomes the 11th state to pass law banning boys who identify as not from competing in girls' sports. You've got to be a biological female to be a female athlete. See, that's hungry. Just based on what I'm, the representation from the president, I think their heads would collectively explode. Wait, what? Um, ridiculous is our word. That's ridiculous. It's what it, well, you see, scientifically, it seems that the DNA of males and females, and if the um, organs of uh, one are genetically uh, presenting themselves, that's ridiculous. That's a little girl. That's a little boy. I can tell by the pink bow in her hair. That's what you're, this is ridiculous. And yet, only in America, you know what? I think about, Jimmy, I don't know if you remember this, there was a clip. And I don't know who, oh, I know who sent it to me, a buddy of mine, naturally, from Texas. And he was a Brit, and he was visiting the States, and was on some talk show, and he said, America is just so exceptional, just amazing. Everything you put your hand to, you just excel. You do everything better than anybody else in the country. You just go for it. And that applies to stupid. <laughs> when you do... We'll use our word ridiculous. When you do ridiculous, you really do 
<laughs> ridiculous. Nobody does it better. We, I'll tell you, we've got a, we've got a way of taking what is like so, just so. I love putting American things into a different cultural context because it just becomes ridiculous. I, I you know, the the, the problem uh, with Japan is that you've got too much uh, Japanese influence on the culture. And you've got you've got too many Japanese people in Japanese commercials and all of this Japanese food. The system is oppressive. No, it's it's Japanese. It's what it what it that's what it is. It's it's a culture how that works. Iowa becoming the 11th state to pass law banning boys from identifying as goyles from competing in sports. Thought you might be interested in the other 10 states. You'll either salute or wonder where your state is at. Let's just put it this way. There's no East Coast state. There's no West Coast state. And Minnesota isn't on here either. Alabama, Arkansas, Florida. That's not the East Coast. That's Florida. Florida's like Texas. It's kind of its own thing. Idaho, Mississippi, Montana, South Dakota, Tennessee, Jimmy, should we know that? The nation of Texas and West Virginia. Is West Virginia on the coast? Uh-oh, I could be. Ooh. I believe so. Does it bump up? Okay. Correction. West Virginia ruined the whole thing. Governor Reynolds said, no amount of talent, training, or effort can make up for the natural physical advantages male have over females. Oh, how dare you say that? Because to say otherwise is ridiculous. That's That's why. It's bonkers. It's simply a reality of human biology, the governor said in a statement. She signed into legislation. <laughs> so oppressive. <laughs> Forcing females to compete against males is the opposite of inclusivity, and it's absolutely unfair. She forgot the word ridiculous. Uh, this was the bill. It passed 55-39, 17 Last week, Utah governor, this is surprising, announced he planned to veto a similar bill. Huh. That's, that's Mormon country. What's up with that? Let's go to Texas. This is some good news, too. Don't know if you recall, but the AG in Texas said we will not be doing that to children. We would consider the transitioning that takes place to be child abuse. So... In Houston, big old hospital, Texas Children's Hospital said, okay, we'll stop doing that. <laughs> That's good news, isn't it? On the other hand, you've got the president basically saying, That's gotta stop. It's terrifying too many families in Texas. With all due respect, sir. That's ridiculous. This is Wretched Radio. There are many struggles experienced by our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, specifically those who run the Master's Academy International. The biggest challenge for men attending TMEI, especially in our context in Ukraine, is the opposition from people in the church who oppose sound doctrine, and therefore men really struggle to transform their ministries in accordance with the Word of God. The Master's Academy International in Ukraine fighting a battle on two fronts. <laughs> You've got Russia, of course, and you have opposition from the church in Ukraine 
for biblically trained pastors to preach the gospel. Would you please consider supporting the Masters Academy International? Adopt a seminary, 17 different countries. Might want to turn your attention to Ukraine. To learn more about this amazing legacy ministry, visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. How would you like to be considered the second smartest person on the planet behind this guy? It was, a, it was, a, it was, it was. Okay, maybe that was a bad example. But what I'm trying to say is becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner is one of the wisest decisions you'll ever make. Gospel Partners Media is a 501c3 nonprofit, meaning all financial gifts are tax deductible. But other than that, why should you consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner? Simple, because it's your gifts that help us create compelling gospel-centered content that reach millions of people all over the world. And we're members in good standing with the ECFA, the financial accountability folks who audit our books yearly to keep us transparent and accountable to our gospel partners. And 83% of every dollar you give goes directly to ministry. So would you prayerfully consider partnering with us at Gospel Partners Media? Just visit wretched.org slash donate to get complete details. We think it's one of the wisest investments you can make. Wretched.org slash donate. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Know your church fathers. Ambrose was the Bishop of Milan in the 4th century and one of the four original doctors of the church. He defeated Arianism by appealing to scripture and using well-reasoned arguments. Ambrose reminds us that a faithful teacher is a blessing to generations of Christians. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. More good news? What? What is this? This is Wretched Radio. A British Christian doctor wins abortion reversal case in the high court. Caseworkers for the GMC, that would be your general medical counsel, dismissed every allegation against this doctor and concluded there's no case. They found that the women he had supported had received high-level support and following expert advice, the abortion reversal treatment is safe. So this fellow got into all kinds of trouble, banned from providing emergency support to women. In other words, by providing them the reversal drug that will stop an abortion. There's two pills that you've got to take in order to chemically abort your child. You can stop it after the first one is taken. In fact, I just saw a video for preborn.org slash wretched. There was a, 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 a ultrasound being shown. It was, oh, I wish I had that for you. Jimmy, do we have that by any chance? You know, it, the, the woman's looking, she's looking at the ultrasound. 
and she sounds so dear. Oh, look at the beating heart. She's just the type of woman that you'd like to have run, working at an abortion a, a life center because she's so, so, oh, look at the beating heart. I think I've got it right here, Jimmy. Yep, that's what I was trying I got, to. Yeah. I got you. To see um, a baby that was saved from the abortion pill reversal. Let's see. Look at that baby. So the mom actually took the, and now look at this baby. Look how beautiful he is. Look at that. Abortion pill reversal actually works. Mm -hmm. Let's hear his heartbeat. Wow. That's a beating heart. Look how strong it is. Let's see it. Let's see. Look at his back. Look how he's doing. Is he hungry? <laughs> How is he doing? Just relaxing. Just chillaxing. Mm-hmm. Is he beautiful? Oh, praise God. That is outstanding. That's preborn, by the way. They provide ultrasounds. Babies get saved. Simple as that. $28 an ultrasound. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. New renovation series is going to be on TV. I just don't know what network. This was a little frustrating. There's an article in the Christian Post with a new show called Rebuild and Restore. Answers call to care for poor and the widowed. So it, it's it's a couple. This woman was in a Facing the Giants, My Brother's Keeper. And they don't tell me what network it's on. But the only reason I bring it up is to give this idea away. If you are in production... TV production, YouTube production, which is kind of like TV these days. Think Christian when you're pondering concepts. How can I take a popular concept and Christianize it? This is one way to do it. They are rebuilding for poor people and the widowed. There's there's a not, my, the idea that I always if if I were going to do an HGTV show, um uh uh pep 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 like parish nine one one, it it used to be the word that we would call the pastor's house that was provided right next door to the church. Remember those days, parish nine one one. So we see the backstory of a pastor, how he's doing in ministry, how much the people love him, and yet how run down his house is. So as an act of love, they send him to Colorado Springs, you know, which is like being sent on a Disney vacation that they do on the other remodel shows. They send they send him to, they send him to Grace Community Church for the week <laughs> to vacation there, and then we see the church restoring the pastor's home, and we get to why are you doing this? Well, this pastor has sacrificed so much. He's so godly. He teaches us about Jesus every week, and then you bring the pastor in. Tears follow, and you've got yourself a hit HGTV show. May you know what, Jimmy? I'm actually thinking HGTV might buy this. You think so? If the pastor's a lesbian, <laughs> I think so. I think this could sell. So this is you go ahead and you just run with that idea if you'd like to. But then they wouldn't be a pastor. <laughs> what church are you attending these days? <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, oh wow. Okay, what does this have to do with this? Huh? Oh, I know why. It's connected to the same story. I thought this statistic was 
like kind of, wow, forget making a TV show. Uh, there, there is a way to help people. There are 11 million widowed women and 3 million widowed men. I'd like to understand that disparity. Good. What, what's up with that? Oh, yeah, women live longer. So there's 14 million widows. That's 2020. Widows are often left feeling vulnerable, lonely, or struggling to adjust to single life. So weird. Okay, fine. Fine. Mock me for this. So on the weekend, it was, don't laugh at us, North Dakota. It was cold in Georgia. It dipped down into, it, it got into the 20s overnight. That's cold here. And it was, it was 30s. And I, I needed some exercise. So where else do you go in Georgia when it's cold outside if you want to take a long walk? Where did you go? To the gym? The mall. Oh, the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I was subtle. I didn't have the arm thing going, you know, indicating, all right, you're a mall walker is what you are. But I went, and Mrs. Friel didn't because she was a tad under the weather. And I got to tell you, I, I so I, I walk around the mall twice, and I was just miserable. It was all by myself. It's like, you know, visually there's lots to look at, a lot of boarded windows. <laughs> the mall seems to be going out of business. Not many people there. But I do, well, my wife, where's it? I can't, what am I doing? I don't walk without her. We do everything together. And I thought, ooh, I want to die first. Oh, I do not want to be the one who's left behind. I, you know, you hear those stories about the couples when they're 94, he dies, then she dies like three hours later. Yeah, that works for me, but that would be three hours too long personally for me. But it ain't bad. These people are hurting. You might not be able to turn this into an HGTV program, but you probably have somebody in your church who is single and alone. Now, I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, but there's a reasonable chance that this person will be kind of needy, will maybe talk a lot, will maybe want to share the same stories over and over again. Yep, we should love on them and listen to them. And, and, as, and as they feel better remembering and expressing memories, we're going to grow. We're, you have to grow. You've got to be patient. You've got to stop running, running. You've got to check everything. Just focus on this human being and this individual and just love on them. So you grow in love, patience, kindness, self-control, gentleness, fruit of the spirit stuff. There's a lot of folks who are hurting. Let's go to, where are we in this world? Uh, okay, world. this is a global worldwide story. <sighs> Pornography fuels sex trafficking in the multi-billion dollar criminal enterprise of sex trafficking. Pornography, a culprit in yet another devastating consequence in our culture. It helps sex trafficking. Isn't that lovely? As long as there is a demand for pornography, trafficking will continue to meet the demand. According to an Australian study published in 2019, 69% of boys, 23% of girls have seen porn by the age of 13 or younger. Children under age 10 now account for 22% of underage porn consumers. 10 to 14-year-olds make up 
36% of minor consumers. Now, I'm sure that some government sex ed educators would say, that's wonderful. They're just expressing themselves. No harm, no foul, except for the sex trafficking. So if you bump into somebody who maybe is permissive when it comes to the subject of porn, why don't you ask them what they think about sex trafficking? Because the one supports the other. The the porn industry, which is massive, has its tentacles into all kinds of arenas, not the least of which would be sex trafficking. New Zealand passes law banning conversion therapy. Yay. The bill will prohibit conversion practices that seek to change or suppress a person's orientation, identity, or expression. In other words, don't preach to them. This ban would turn parents into criminals, religious leaders into counselor, and counselors into human rights abusers, and make it possible for faith-based schools to teach that if you're born whatever, based on your feelings, that's what you actually are. Absolutely tragic. New Zealand, the entire country. We've got, I think, Jimmy, do you recall how many states in the U.S. of A. now have banned conversion therapy? I know Tennessee was working on it, I thought. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know offhand how Indiana many. was working on it. I mean, I mean, in a bad way, they were working on it. But the implications of that are quite frightening. Because if a man is born again, the old thing's gone. That's conversion therapy. We'll just find you or arrest you for that. Lovely. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Pamela Ricard, a middle school math teacher in Kansas, was suspended three days and reprimanded by her school for referring to a student by her actual biological gender. And since there was no official school policy on gender identity at the time of her suspension, and since the specific student never even requested to be addressed differently, Ricard is suing the school. Good for her. And as if things aren't already odd enough in parts of Canada, now in Calgary, the Board of Education has publicly condemned the upholding of self-control as a necessary virtue in sixth grade sex education. Officials claim that teaching self-control in sex ed to 11-year-olds is detrimental because self-control is a heavily faith-based concept that prevents healthy sexuality. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but doesn't practicing self-control in sexual situations prevent rape and other sexual abuse? I wonder if that's what Calgary officials are shooting to normalize here. A new Barna poll reveals what Christians should already know, and that's that practicing Christians are twice as likely to have flourishing relationships than the general adult population. But it's no news for believers here, as the Bible guides and directs Christians to live in koinonia, that's fellowship with one another and our common unity found in Christ. Koinonia, it's something the rest of the world does not have. Now here's a bit of wholesome encouragement. Okay, not really. A Texas judge recently issued a temporary injunction preventing state agencies from conducting investigations into the use of transgender treatments on minors. Last month, Texas Governor Greg Abbott requested state agencies conduct these investigations, but Judge Amy Clark Meacham thinks looking into this is a bad thing somehow. Yeah, I agree. It is bad. Bad for a harmful practice that needs to be shut down. 
The National Religious Broadcasters unanimously passed several resolutions at their annual convention last week, including one that denounces critical theory. The resolution said in part that critical theory advances the erosion of shared history and values while yielding to human tyranny and producing great human suffering and alienation from truth. Maybe others will follow suit at their annual conventions. <coughs> SBC. Well, the U.S. Secretary of Health, Dr. Richard Levine, has just been named one of USA Today's Women of the Year. Reason tells me he's a guy. It's a guy! Cancel me if you must, but Woman of the Year, really? This country is stealing everything it can from actual biologically born women, and it's so sad to watch. And speaking of cancel culture, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas condemned the practice last week, saying that our youth aren't learning how to civilly disagree. And he wondered just how the world is going to look for the kids and grandkids of today's college students if this cancel nonsense isn't corrected somehow. I would guess that chaos is the appropriate description he's looking for here. More Ratchet Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible Exodus is a story of God saving His people from oppression and giving them an identity and an inheritance. God gives Moses the Ten Commandments, which begin with the statement, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Good deeds have always been a response to God's saving work, not a means of earning salvation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Not exactly sure how much good news we can take here at Wretched Radio. Received an email. Uh, this is math that you're going to do lickety split and you're going to go, what? You're kidding me. The email sent to idea at wretched.org says, hello, Mr. 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 Hello, Mr. 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 Friel. I am a 19-year-old member of Gen Z. And I have been a gospel partner for five years now. I can do that math. Jimmy? Yes. Go Why don't I just, I'll let you just say, what age did he start? 14. Is that right? 14? Is that what? 14. 19 minus, yeah. 14 years old. Started sending us a gift. Honestly. That's the end of the good news. He continues because he was responding to a conversation that we've had on different occasions here on Wretched Radio about why young people aren't getting married these days. They are prolonging it till I don't know what exactly. I, I Honestly, if you're young and you're hesitating for some reason, go find some happily married couples and let them shower on you how wonderful it is to be married, to cleanse your thinking that marriage is risky, it's dangerous, it's going to end in disaster, and any other letter D that could possibly be involved, it'll be detrimental, you're going to find your spouse deficient, anything. You need to have that removed because marriage is wonderful. I was just reading somebody's comments about marriage. I think it was Chally's was writing about how he and his wife have grown in sanctification over the years. And he interestingly said that it is not so much by pointing out each other's sins, which, which we can do, which we should do. If we see a spouse sinning to come alongside of our spouse and say, I get you, I totally understand you. 
I, I, how can I help you in this regard? Because I struggle with the same thing you do, maybe a different manifestation, but I've got the same issues that you do. How, how can we get better at this together, dear? The process that he has found to be the most sanctifying is not pointing out sins, but overlooking sins and picadillos and annoyances. Aren't we a fussy people? We, we just, we, this is the way it gets done. And if you don't do it that way, I, okay. All right. Would you like to know how stupidly trite I can be? Freel, I don't think we have to imagine. Now, let me just, let me just tell you. Oh, this is bad. This is going to be bad. Jimmy, just edit this in post if you'd be so kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there, I noticed one day in, in our house, the configuration for our house, you come down the stairs and the kitchen is right there. And nobody ever turns to the left to get around the island to get into the kitchen. Everybody goes to the right, which is where the refrigerator and the coffee pot are. And so, of course, then when you go to the fridge, you go to that side. You go to get coffee. You go to that side. When you're preparing something, nobody prepares it on the other side of the island. We can have we can have the entire family over. We're all working on the meal. Nobody's on that side. Everybody's crowded on this side. So, so here's my thinking. That part of the floor could get worn out. Okay, I'm just telling you that's what went through my brain. Because it is true. Okay, we don't tend to wear our shoes in the house, but it, you know, the path can get worn. That's that's how paths develop, don't you know? So now I can have the propensity when anybody walks through the natural side to kind of get annoyed. Hey, I walk around now just to, you know, try to avoid the foot so that when we go to sell the house, we don't have to get the floor redone to because it's worn out. I mean, totally ridiculous, preposterous. And yet somehow inside of my selfish self, I can be agitated that somebody doesn't read my mind and recognize I really should try to give equal wear to the other side of the island floor. Ay, ay, ay. It's the whole stay off the grass thing, but with your kitchen floor. They're both reasonable in my mind. (laughs) I don't mind telling you to stay off. Well, it depends on what the kids are doing on the grass. I don't mind kids going. In fact, I don't even mind. If somebody's walking their dog and their dog has to do what dogs do outside on our grass, not a problem. If you pick it up, (laughs) that's all I'm saying. Pick pick it up. (laughs) How petty, how trite. Now, I've got an option. I could bring this to the attention of my family. Gather around, everybody. I want to show you a video of a floor getting worn out from years of use. You see, I'm fearing that that's what's happening by the refrigerator side of our kitchen island. So I'm going to start requesting that at least 50% of the time you walk around to the other side. I could do that. Or I could watch it happen and just go, someday I'm going to have to redo this floor. It's preposterous, but whatever. It's, it's Look, it's my picadillo. Don't judge me. Or I can work on my thinking and go, okay, Freel, that's stupid. And let's say it does happen. Okay, I don't think we've been living recklessly. I don't think we've been bad stewards because a part of the house gets worn down. I, 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 can, I can let it go. 
I can just stop thinking that way, put an end to it, and not get agitated. And you know what happens to me? I change. They don't change their walking patterns. I change. I grow. That's what Chally's was pointing out. Yeah, I think uh, in a situation like yours, you can use it to, like you change your thinking, but use it to to, to help you remember that the floor is worn down because of all of the family gatherings that you had there, sure. the memories you made. Which Okay, which, all right, if I could... I, for the most part, there, there's, there's, who doesn't have like something in the house that you're kind of protective of? Have you not learned like I had to learn the hard way? God, God will make sure that that's the very thing that gets trashed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so if you like that chair, stop liking it. Otherwise it's in danger is what I'm trying to tell you. you just take those little idols and pry them out. It's, it's kind of weird because when it, I used to love that about, the house getting worn when the kids lived at home. I liked that because it's like, Hey, we're living here. We're doing our lives together here. And and so yeah, furniture gets used. I don't care. Wearing out the kitchen floor bothers me. Okay. So I don't, I don't know why exactly that thought ran through my brain. We have the option. We can grow in holiness or we can grow in bitterness. Simple as that. Same thing is true with the church. Those people there are annoying, and so are you, and so am I. We all bug each other, and we have a choice. We can stop going. We can do what we perceive to be internet church, which isn't church at all. You're watching a church service. You are not participating in a church service. And we can go or we could leave and we can run and hide or we can switch churches every six days because we get so frustrated with all of those people. Or I can grow. I can I can grow in patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. Choice is ours. I think there was another Chally's article that I was reading. And don't worry, we'll get back to our 19-year-old. Did I mention he was a gospel partner for the last five years? That just blew me away. It just the rest of his letter was was actually a big bummer because of what he shares. But it was so encouraging. There was another Chally's article that I was reading. He was, he was asking the question, what are his favorite memories? That's an interesting question, isn't it? What are your favorite memories? In particular, the context was the home. When you look back, no, whether you're old or not, just where, whatever, whatever date you're at on the calendar, look back. What were the sweet times? What were, what were the things that just, Mm, I feel warm about that. And I suspect that memory does not include you sitting all by yourself in your favorite chair because nobody else is in the house because you insisted that they don't walk on that side of the kitchen island. Ah, look, I'm trying to get over this thing. I haven't quite. What are your favorite memories? It probably involves people, your family, the kids. Chally's was saying he remembers the devotions. And I also found this encouraging if you're, a, if you're a family that does devotions. Keep it short and sweet. Doesn't have to be brutal and painful and twitchy for the kids. Just make it something good about Jesus and then say a prayer for your kids. Make it earnest and then move on.org. He was saying those are his favorite memories when he looks back. He thought about holidays. He talked, thought about vacations. All sweet memories. But that in particular was his favorite memory, was doing devotions with the family, doing the Christian life together as a family. 
most likely whatever your memory is doesn't have to be Chally's memory. Would it be Chally's? Chally's? Chally? No, I think you had it right. Chally's. Just, just an apostrophe. No, right. zzz. That's it. All righty then. So, Tim, his memories could be different from yours. But maybe, just maybe, if you're not done raising your family, don't forget that. They're going to be gone someday. And you're going to be left with your memories. And you're going to look back and you can either regret because you were an obnoxious jerk because you actually had the thought that people's bare feet could wear out the kitchen floor. Or you can grow in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control and have lovely family memories. Your choice. This is Wretched Radio. There are brothers and sisters in Ukraine who could use your help right now. Max, the Tomorrow Club's leader in Ukraine, visited us on the telephone to share the need that many believers in eastern Ukraine currently have. Our focus was children evangelism. And right now, we have to walk away from that and really serve those families who had to escape. Our Tomorrow Club leaders in the West trying to meet the needs of those families. It's a good opportunity to show Christ to them in this time of trial. Pretty unlikely that you can visit Ukraine to help those brothers and sisters, but there are hands and feet on the ground, the Tomorrow Club leaders helping out brothers and sisters in need in Ukraine. To learn more about how you can help and support the Tomorrow Clubs, who we hope will quickly return to children evangelism, learn more at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Thank you for joining us for Wretched Radio today. When is the last time you took a gander around the Wretched Store? If it's been a while, I'd like to urge you to do so today. The Wretched Store is home to tons of great resources, books, booklets, videos, MP3s, and curriculum. And I'll go out on the limb and say that everybody will be able to find something they'll love and learn from in the Wretched Store. So take some time and peruse all we have available. Wretched.org store. All of the resources that you'll find find are only made possible by the support of our gospel partners. We can't produce the content that we're able to produce without that ongoing support. So while you're visiting the Wretched store at wretched.org, would you also consider taking a look at our donate page by clicking the give link at the top of the page? There you'll find all the information you will ever need regarding becoming a gospel partner. Wretched.org slash store, wretched.org slash donate. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Let's visit a preborn life center in action. Look at that baby. Abortion pill reversal actually works. That's a beating heart. Tell me. That doesn't encourage you to consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. $28 purchases a free ultrasound for a mommy who will choose life. It is indeed about saving babies' lives via $28 ultrasounds, but it is also sharing the gospel so that moms and dads get saved. Would you please consider supporting preborn centers with as many free ultrasounds as you can? $28 
for an ultrasound 80% of the time saves a life. Learn more at preborn.org slash wretched. Attributes of God The Bible tells us of God's goodness. God does not measure up to an external standard of goodness. He is the standard. Because everything God does is by definition good, we can trust that God will do what is right in every situation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. So, like I was saying, got an email from a 19-year-old. This is Wretched Radio, a 19-year-old who's been a gospel partner since he was 14, was writing in response to the ponderance that we have on occasion here on Wretched Radio as to why is it that young people aren't getting married. And he wanted to offer his two cents. The good news is he's a young Christian man who actually supports a parachurch ministry like ours. That's encouraging. The rest of his email, not so much, because he said one of the reasons he thinks that young men aren't getting married is because of the increase in the young men who are adopting the gay position, that they're becoming homosexuals. Uh-oh. Hadn't thought about that. So this this is subject. I've got some hard science for you, but this is a subjective letter from this young man. I don't think it's possible to understate the meteoric rise of homosexuality in this generation. I am currently at a university and am frankly shocked at how open same-sex attracted people are about their attraction. It's not only permitted, but commended and encouraged. Straight out of Romans 1, they make jokes and memes about being same-sex attracted with pornography, no doubt, fueling everything. Oh, wow. So what is the percentage increase that we've seen? It's gone up. I I don't think it's in double digits yet, particularly with the younger generation, because it is indeed esteemed, especially women. It's the, the, the ratios. It's far more girls than boys are adopting that lifestyle. But just the same, the number is going up because a number of reasons. One, shame is being minimized in this country, which can be a curb and a guide for people. Second of all, it's cool. It's popular. Do you remember I shared the the story of those three women? They were at the Heritage Foundation giving their testimony about their kids and how the government got involved with their kids because they expressed they were confused about their gender. And the next thing you know, they're pumping them full of hormones and counseling them so that they can be their true, authentic self and not be with those terrible parents who are going to drive them to suicide. All of those parents talked about how their their kids' daughters were attracted to it because one day, zero, the next day, hero. They're, they're celebrating. Oh, you're so brave. One day you're not brave. The next day you say, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with Todd Anna. Todd, is there a girl's version of Todd? I don't Todd. I'll find it. <laughs> Thanks for volunteering, Jimmy. No problem. Appreciate that support. <laughs> so you go from, I don't know, James to Jane. Oh, Bo found yours. And, and all of a sudden, you're amazing. And that's encouraging people to do it because of the peer pressure to be accepted, to be esteemed, to be cool. Back to the letter, entire departments here at the university are openly annexed by the gay crowd. 
Thus, a possible reason Gen Z men are not dating and marrying girls is not because of lethargy, but because they don't like women. Let's just say, let's just say, we'll read these statistics. This was an actual Gallup poll that was done that identifies Gen Z. Now, remember, that's the younger generation, the older generation less so, but one in six Gen Z adults are LGBT, according to a Gallup survey. And the number could continue to grow. This was posted in the Washington Post. One in six. So what, what is that? About 15, 16, 16 and a half, 16 and a third percent, something like that, 16 and a quarter percent. That's uh, shocking, to say the least. And that will alter a society. Now, it, 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 if, especially if there's an imbalance, because if more girls are now leaning that direction, then, then men aren't going to have women. And if it if it's the trans the I was going to say transverse, but it's probably the wrong word. The converse if it were true. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say trans, but if true, then then where are the men? And they won't be getting married. So marriage is going to suffer, and marriage is the backbone of a society and a culture. You got the girl name. It looks like you got a smug look on your face. Well, you 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 beat this one. There is no female version That's of right. the name Todd. That's right. It can be a last name. It means fox. I know that. Okay. I prefer Fox-y. Foxy. Foxy Todd. <laughs> Never ever have I been called that. A key reason for this growth, according to the Gallup poll, is the internet. Mm. Because YouTube and Instagram and the TikTok... It encourages, it exhorts, it celebrates. You get lots of views. You get tons of followers and lots of friends. Nearly 12% of all Gen Z adults identify as bisexual, and about 2% each identify as gay, lesbian, or transgender. There's your, there's your 16%. Ah, 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 that will alter a country. That's, that's, that's going to change a nation right there. However, we have some good news about millennials, in particular Christian millennials. They're actually given more money, as we just learned from our 19-year-old, although he's Gen Z. Headline, Christian millennials give three times more money to charity than non-religious counterparts. Doesn't shock me a bit, nor does it shock me that Lifeway did this research. What? Maybe in heaven I'll understand why. They do all the polling that they do. Maybe. They polled 25 to 40-year-olds. Those are the millennials. One would expect Christians to give more than non-Christians to churches and religious organizations, but they're also more likely to donate three out of four other types of recipients. So they support their church or a parachurch ministry, but they also support other causes. Hopefully not PETA. Hopefully not something wacky and goofy. $1,820 versus $556. That's pretty substantial. That's kind of encouraging, wouldn't you say? A 2012 study from the Chronicle of Philanthropy found that the least religious states give significantly less money to charity than the most religious states. That's true. Arthur Brooks of the American Enterprise Institute determined that church attendance was one of the most essential forces behind American charity in a book called Who Really Cares? The answer is Christians. Unbelievers, they give some money. You know, they see a 
commercial for a tsunami relief. They'll send, you know, they'll hit text and send 99 cents to the Red Cross. They'll maybe give it to the Guggenheim. They'll, they'll maybe give it to a political party, but they, they, they don't give it to, tend to give it to the organizations that help people on the ground. It's Christians who do that. Don't ask me. Ask Lifeway. And as long as we're on the subject of kids, are you familiar with the NCTE? Jimmy, go ahead and tell everybody what the NCTE is. Oh. Um, I know you looked it up and you can't remember I either. I cannot. It's the National Coalition of uh, Teaching English. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a t- it's a teacher organization is what it is. This was sent to me on the down low. This statement, this is from this organization that represents English teachers. I guess, I guess there's sub, subunions inside of the education realm. This statement was developed in the face of legislation that obstructs anti-racist pedagogical efforts. Now, big fancy word that says we want to be able to tell you that your white kids are racist and awful and they have got to they've got to believe that about themselves confess that they never get forgiven but they need to believe that wholeheartedly and we're going to we're going to make sure that they do now they call it pedagogical but it's basically taking the kids and smashing them with a bad ideology and worldview that's what this is in fancy speak whenever you hear the word anti-racist you you can't just say I uh, I don't think it's good that somebody's racist. No, you need to recognize how racist you are, and then you need to continue working with no end in sight toward not being racist, even though you can never achieve that goal. It's sort of like Mormons working their way to heaven. You can try all you want, but you're not going to get there. Same thing as whose sermon did I just see on that? I think I just watched an Al Begg sermon. And he was, he was, it, I know it was from Reformation Day 2021. And he was talking about the just shall live by faith, not the works of the law. And then, and then of course, Paul launches into Romans chapter four saying, here's an example. Abraham lived by faith. And he was saved by faith. And Alistair Begg was just rightfully so. This whole idea, this notion of works and doing and striving and trying. You ain't going to get there. You need somebody to rescue you. You need God to inject himself into your situation. This statement was developed in the face of legislation that obstructs anti-racist pedagogical efforts to create a more just and equitable society. (laughs) (laughs) the principles of academic freedom and the right to teach about systemic and ideological racism we have both the right and the responsibility to engage in anti-racist teaching okay that's the public school there are some good teachers out there mom and dad your call just be aware And until tomorrow, go serve your king.